Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. This is Amy Barker. And this is Richard Gray. And from the Geek Actually Studios, this is Podcast Pillow Fort. Uh, today, we're going to talk about what's new and making news in podcast land. Uh, we will look at shows that have discussed transgender issues from various angles, including pop culture portrayals, personal narratives, and the experiences of one parent of a transgender child. Oh, very interesting stuff mm. today. And as always, we will wrap up with what we've learned this week. So grab your headphones, a tall drink, and join us in the pillow fort. <laughs> Hey. Hey. It has been a while. It does seem like it's been a I while. No, it has been a little while. The last time we were sitting here, we were talking about cephalopods. Cephalopods, that's right. And you were making hand, strange hand gestures, like your hand was... Well, <laughs> we should probably clarify that on. for the listeners. He was, he was uh, making hand gestures as if his hand were a cephalopod. Yes. Yes, yes. Yes. And in that time, I did the thing that everybody hates to do. I moved house. Yes. Which it just, but the nice thing about it <clears> is it forces you to sort of clean things out, get rid of some stuff, realize what you really need, and... Just kind of, you know, it's all good, but I'm getting there. A busy couple of weeks busy around here at the weeks. Geek, actually. Yeah, CS, should say. oh, absolutely. But that had the news machine has not stopped. Oh my god! In that time, exactly. <laughs> and this first one. Now I didn't realize until I know. Should we? Yeah, there is a link to this in the show notes. Oh, okay, so the first bit of news that we've got coming up, and I didn't realize till I started doing this show that uh, wrestling podcasts were a thing. Like. World wrestling, huge. I was a kid in the 80s, and wrestling was huge when I was a kid, and I hadn't heard names like Rowdy Roddy Piper and Stone Cold Steve Austin since I was about, what, 12? Mm. And uh, Junkyard Dog, hello. Um, But apparently these guys have podcasts. And so wow. do many of them other ones. And there's a huge controversy going on between Rowdy Roddy Piper and Stone Cold Steve Austin, who used to be mates. And... Okay, so the, the story goes is that Piper had this comedian on, on his podcast, and this comedian made fun of Austin, and the whole thing blew up. Really? And now podcasts are getting shut down, getting ripped off um, the network, wow. these guys aren't talking, it's this whole thing. So Did anybody get hit with the chair? That's all I want to know. That's all we want to know. <laughs> but you got to wonder how much of this, You know, and I was just going to say, how much of this is actually orchestrated yeah. and how much of it's real. There's, there's so. apparently a Twitter feud. Ooh. Going on at the moment between uh, Stephen Amell, the star of Arrow, yes. and one of the wrestling people. But it's been an ongoing thing for ages. Really? Like, it's building up to, like, you know, Stephen Amell appearing as Arrow or something in right. this wrestling thing or whatever. It's like, yeah. it's one of those celebrity uh, things, which we're all in on the joke. Of course. And I'd like to think that everyone's in on the staginess of wrestling, but I know a few fans and they seem to. To, really to, believe well it's not it's not not the fans I know actually most of them sort of go along with the pageantry of it they right. know they know it's a how, soap opera they know isn't how it? much is orchestrated really? and how much it's is soap actually, operas for dudes yeah they know yeah. how much is orchestrated but how much is also actually real wrestling and right. you know real stuff but I mean they're still athletes <clears throat> I mean you look at them they're still physically very fit, fit. Yeah. I mean they couldn't do what they do without being mm. very physically fit but, but it I, is whenever I watch I'm sorry it's a soap opera for dudes whenever I've watched wrestling and it tends to be and because it's on before The Simpsons <laughs> on, <laughs> on Fox um 
and most of my 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 wrestling references probably come from the uh, same here from the Simpsons. Yeah, uh, it, it it strikes me just how how fake looking it is. So, oh, gotcha. And, I, and I'm I'm always constantly surprised that people don't see it. But then again, I'm also surprised how people don't see through some of the things that our politicians say as yeah. well. Yeah. So. Oh, oh, let's not even talk about taking plane. What, what was that quote we heard from someone today? Stupid people don't know. <laughs> no, the they're stupid. stupid. <laughs> that is the best. And I'm not saying that wrestling fans are stupid. No, no, not no, no, by no, any no, means. It's no. It's just no, no, no. please, no. I know some some pretty intelligent yeah. people who who dig on wrestling. So yeah. right on, you know whatever does it for you. And now from the ridiculous to the sublime, or re- from the sublime to the ridiculous, or the ridiculously sublime. That's right. Mm. Um, Ira Glass, and this is so funny. I didn't know about this. Okay, so Ira Glass, who's been doing uh, uh, this American Life for twenty years, now owns this American Life. Yeah, and and this and of course Serial. Um, mm. and so he's bought it off of, you know, I mean, he's still being distributed by NPR, mm. but the, now he owns all of it. And WBEZ was the station that he did mm. it with, but now he has full control over everything. And when I was reading this article today, I was kind of had that little roll, that thing in the back of my head that went, I wonder if it's because of cereal, mm. the success of cereal last year, Probably. you yeah. know, was that this year, last year, whenever that male Kemp coin. I know, right? So all of a sudden he's like, <clears throat> cha-ching. I, for one, salute and you, Ira Glass, Lord and Master. <laughs> he will own us all one mm. day. <laughs> Mr. Glass, if you're listening. <laughs> if, you, if you'd like to buy out the Geek Actually Network. <laughs> uh. <laughs> that got David's attention. <laughs> <laughs> please. Please send us an email. That's eh? right. Partic- particularly if there's, you know, how many. We'll, we'll consider it, see how many zeros there are after That's the right. decimal point. What, what numbers know? before the point. Yeah. 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 Then we can talk. Or how many numbers are before mm. the point. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So Ira's, Ira owns that now. That's what's happening. And uh, next bit of news. Speaking of cereal. Speaking of cereal. Dates have been announced for season two and season three. Three? Yeah. Huh. Exactly. Have they cut topics? Who, who's, no. Who's been killed 15 years ago? No, they're be ca- <laughs> holding those very close to their chest. They're not saying anything about topics, but they, they and they're very sort of loose around the dates. So they're saying spring, <laughs> male, kimp. So no, spring next year, don't you dare. <laughs> spring next year, which, you know, could be yeah, April, March next year. Yeah. Uh, but they're not saying what. And, and they're going to try and do start season two and season three. So there isn't this big gap that like we've yeah. had now. So to kind of keep the momentum going. So we're going to go through everyone's now frantically going through unsolved murders from 14 years ago to right? see what are they going to cover. Are they all sending them in going, yeah. please look at this unsolved murder, please. You, try they've and get they've my- got to be getting that. Oh, can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine what their inbox looks like? So what was the ultimate outcome with Adnante? He nothing. got, a, he got a, we had nothing. Yeah. No, he's had, I mean, there's been some movement, but I, he's still yeah. sitting in jail as far as I know. So he's, like, that's right. They got, they got a new court date for, yes. for a rehearing, but, but presumably still building else. that case. Yeah, yeah, it's still happening. So <laughs> we, sub- we submit as exhibit A, 13 hours of cereal. <laughs> and like teachers are using it in, instead of readings in classrooms. Oh, wow. And, yeah. So. Can you imagine if teachers used this show? <laughs> no, I'd, li- I'd like to see them in literature using behind the panels and yeah, for sure. Why not? Absolutely. Engage the kids however you can. Well, we know some teachers out there. We do. I'll get Ryan Lindsay, our comic book writing friend. Yeah, it, so. get it right in there. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> now, this last one that I've got on the news here, um, New Republic. 
you know, the, the news organization, they have a new podcast coming out and it's actually going to relate a little bit to what we're talking about as our, mm. our main topic today. They have a new podcast and they've got a teaser out there for the moment. And the uh, Jamil Smith, who is one of the editors at the New Republic, um, I think that's how you say his name. I probably just butchered it, but that's okay. He'll forgive me, I'm sure. Feedback at podcast. Feedback at, yeah. Let me have it, dude. Um, so the name of the podcast is Intersection. And it's all about where that we can't just talk about race or gender or gender politics without context, which for me is really interesting because a lot of times we do just sort of pluck out these these topics and mm. and do them isolated where they're really bringing it together and trying to, to make it a little bit more holistic yes. of a discussion. So they have a little teaser and we've got a link to it in the show notes, but I'm interested to see what this one's going to yeah. come out with. And so it's oh going to come out next week. It'd be interesting to, right to play that one with the... Um uh, Masha Kesh, uh, Masha, um, the the Hound Tall, Hound Tall, yeah. What's his name again? Masha. Uh, oh, I'll oh God, get. I'll butcher his name. Yeah. yeah, the Hound Tall uh, host. The Hound Tall host. <laughs> um, that one because they they look at I and mean, they do it in a very comedic uh, yes. way, but they just take these topics as you say, just pluck them out, yeah, and then get three or four people to talk about them, yeah, yeah. But they have one serious person and two comedians yes. on there as a yes. role, yes. And, I, and I and it is interesting when when they explore a topic, just just pick a topic out and yeah, go, with it like go that. for and, it. And yeah, I think this is obviously the, the flip side of that. This is the yeah, serious the side serious of side of that. Yeah, mm. from what I could tell from the, I just listened. There's like what a four minute teaser sitting, you know, trailer sitting mm. on the internet, and it's it, it, it seems pretty serious. You know, they're gonna have some pretty deep discussions, but it is it's nice to have some context around those things. I think. <laughs> did cool. you just yawn? I did yawn. <laughs> we are doing this after work. I was trying to do that off mic. Yeah, <laughs> no, you didn't do yeah. a very good job You're of that. Gonna... <laughs> you not, didn't do a real good job of that. <laughs> That's all right. We'll forgive you this once, but do it again and you know you will pay. <laughs> <laughs> and on that ominous note. And on that ominous note. So today was, uh, as we're sitting here recording today, um, the ESPYs just happened yes. in the States. And well, which, the, to be fair, was it a, was a ceremony I didn't realize existed. I know. It, it, like if, yeah, you're going to look it up, aren't you? Um, it, it's a sports uh, awards ceremony. And it, I mean, I'd heard of it. But if you'd asked me a week ago, just completely out of context, what are the ESPYs? I wouldn't have had a clue what you were talking about. Um, but this time, uh, uh, Caitlyn Jenner won the Arthur Ashe Award. And and there's a very specific title for that Arthur Ashe Award. And I hope you're getting it up over there because I don't have it in front of me. But it's all about being, whoopsie, hello. It's all about being you know, a trailblazer within the sports community. And it's actually, yeah, the Arthur Ashe, it's really interesting because the Arthur Ashe, it's been given out since 1993. Yes. And uh, the Arthur Ashe Courage Award is for- Courage Award, that's right. Yeah, individuals whose contributions transcend sports. Yes. So past winners have been people like Muhammad Ali. Yes. Um, Howard Cassell. Um, Howard Cosell. Howard Cosell. Billy Jean King. Billy Jean King has been somebody. Right. Uh, our own Kathy Freeman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, has been a past winner. So pe- people like Nelson Mandela uh, wow. is a past winner of the um, uh, Howard Ash Award. So Arthur this- Ash. Yeah. Arthur Ash, sorry. Yes. Did I say Howard Ash? Yes, you did. Yes, yeah, sorry. There you go. That's all right. Um, I'm probably thinking of Howard Ashman or something. Something like um, that. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so there, I mean, Nelson Mandela, uh, last year's winner was Michael Sam. So yes. this year's winner uh, got headlines 
because the person who won it and accepted it, and you all know who we're talking about. Yeah, Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner had been getting many headlines. Oh, um, gosh. Um, of their own accord. You couldn't pick up a, you couldn't go and stand in the <clears throat> queue at the grocery store without seeing. In fact, literally in, in the kitchen today at yeah. work, there was a magazine um, but, about Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and if you, ha- I just listened to her speech just before we came in tonight, and it, it, of that whole crew, that whole yeah. Keeping Up with the Kardashians crew, as it turns out, Caitlyn Jenner, the classiest of the bunch. There is that. That's an interesting speech because she starts by trying to make some some jokes around, uh, you know, picking a dress out now is, right. is, is incredibly difficult. Quickly throws back to, how about that women's soccer team, huh? Get, yeah, get some, yeah, get some yeah. quick applause, but then. Once, once you know the awkwardness of the the opening right. part of that speech is aside, really gets into stuff that you don't often hear. No, I've got to say the ESPYS is an odd award. I saw Kiefer Sutherland in the audience. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, that's it, right. It's, that's it, right. I did it, see that. It's what an is odd, he doing there? It's an odd group of people. It is. Um, but uh, around the eleven minute ish mark, if you're watching mm. the version that's I think on the ESPY website, on the ESPN website, um, around the eleven minute mark, really gets into. The importance of having these conversations in a public forum, yes, because really gets into uh, two, two. I think she was saying two or three days before her interview with um, Barbara Walters. Barbara Walters, thank you. Yes, um, have you watched that? I, I've watched highlights. Oh I haven't watched God. the whole thing. Yeah, it's intense. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. yeah, I think I think at the time the interview came out, there was just so much you couldn't turn anywhere, right, without seeing segments of it or, yeah. or articles about it. Yeah. I just kind of wanted to to leave it of for course. a while. Yeah, no, and, understandable. And you know, there's also that Kardashian fatigue. You oh, know, that you get. can we like copyright that Kardashian to fatigue? fatigue? Yeah. <laughs> I think that is. How many times the. Freaking Kardashians come up on this show. Seriously. I know. We said we would <laughs> we do it for very good reason this because because yes. her speech is amazing. And yeah. and, and talking about um and, and apologies, I've forgotten um their name, the the person who, who was killed a few days before yes, yes. um her it's, interview with Barbara Walters. Yes. And and her, her her speech was basically then sort of shifted gears saying if if we were having these conversations in yes. public more often would would that that be an issue? Would this right, be you know? Right. And and I think that's really important, particularly at a you know a sports. sports. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, so. it, it's it was an interesting venue to have this conversation. You know, all think you know put it put it in context. Mm. But you know, good honor. Yeah. You know, for getting out there and being an advocate. And yes, we are gonna. So what we're talking about today and why this is so important is we are going to talk about transgender issues and we're going to talk about some podcasts that have touched on different aspects of it. But the fact that this whole SB thing happened today as well yeah. was it just so happened it worked out that way. And okay, there are arguments in the um, that you see in the news and some conversations mm. in the transgender community and in you know sort of uh, uh, commentary around it that okay, here is a very privileged white person going through this and has the money and has the uh, support to make this happen. And mm. yes, that's only one person's um, experience, but it is important to have somebody out there making the, making the commentary and driving the conversation and putting it in people's living rooms. Yes. And, you know? And there's... there's and somebody we have history with. And it's actually... This isn't like Laverne Cox, who's just... Who is relatively new to the scene. Yeah. You know, my grandparents would know who, you know... Bruce Jenner Bruce Jenner I mean, on is, New, new Year's Eve last year, um, I was sitting around playing... 
magic cards with yeah. with uh, David and and David and we were watching You Can't Stop the Music on television. Exactly. And Bruce Jenner. That's in the late seventies. And Bruce Jenner was in that. Exactly. So exactly. He, he's certainly been a household name. Yeah. Well, not a household name, a familiar name. Absolutely. For a long time. For a long time. But I think it's really important, and I don't know if we want to do this now, but I think it's really important before we start talking yes. about transgender issues. Yes. About defining the term because one, as you were just sort of. Talking about then the, the the notion that for a lot of people this is new. Yes. Uh, for a lot of people this is um, it, it is being highlighted for the first time, but that's yeah. causing it to be a media topic by a lot of people who haven't used these terms before, haven't yes. haven't, haven't discussed, um, haven't haven't used the language before. Absolutely. And a lot of you will have seen this because it's always YouTube and they're always all over the yep. place. John Oliver's last week. Oh yes. Uh, did a wonderful piece um, post the Walters interview, post um, talking about um, yes. talking about a few uh, major things that had happened. I think it, I think I think the, the the piece that he did came out just after um, or around the time that um, same sex marriage was legalized in the US. Yes. and he was saying it's been a great year yes. uh, for the um, LGBTIQ community. Yes, and he said particularly the Tea Party. Of yes. that community, and he said, and this is the reason why. We said, oh, but, and this, yeah. yeah, and the lead up to this was there was a uh, there was a, a string, clip. there's a string well, the of clip clips. that he plays, yeah. well, and specifically there was this weatherman yeah. who just didn't know what to do with all this stuff. Yeah. You know, he and, couldn't handle it. And so, he, it coming brilliant. off the back of that, he he suggests that it's time to read to talk about the definition of the term. Yes. Maybe for him and for many people, this is new information. Maybe he's thinking about transgender issues for the first time, and he needs a minute to try and understand it. So let's take that minute to fill in that bamboozled weatherman and everyone else on some basic details. Transgender people have a gender identity that differs from the one they were assigned at birth. And that gender identity is not the same as sexual orientation. Gender identity is who you are. Sexual orientation is who you love. Some transgender people do undergo hormone therapy or sex reassignment surgery as part of their transition. Some do not. And interestingly, their decision on this matter is, medically speaking, none of your f***ing business. Well, hold on, hold on. What, what, what do I call a transgender person? It's so confusing. Well, actually, it's pretty simple. Call them whatever they want to be called. You can do it. We do it all the time. Think of it this way. David Evans woke up one day and said, everyone call me the edge. And, and we all went, find the edge? Are we talking the noun or the verb? And, and that's... It's not just that. It's not just that. Over the past 20 years, we've agreed to call this man Puff Daddy, P. Diddy, Just Diddy, and now Puff Daddy again, and most people don't even like him. And, and here's the thing. Here's the important thing. It's genuinely crucial that we get this right, because there are more transgender people in the US than you might realise. One study estimates that nearly 700,000 American adults are transgender. That's more than the population of Boston, and you probably know someone from Boston. <laughs> uh, and, and the piece goes on for a good 10 minutes. Oh, and I encourage brilliant. you to go and look at it. Yeah. Just, if you just Google John Oliver transgender, you'll, yeah, you'll find that video really, there. Yeah, it's really, really good. Well done, John um, it, it was an excellent piece. And it actually touched on, he was talking about the, the sheer number of people that were there. And the reason why this is such a massive massive issue at the moment, mm. uh, what, some of the stats that they, they played on in Caitlyn Jenner's um, speech was oh, the fact yes. that 40% of people uh, who identify as transgender yes. – um, 
uh, are likely to commit suicide yeah. or have attempted suicide. Oh, the suicide rates among uh, among the trans community is is out it's as, outrageous. As you can imagine, it's absolutely outrageous. And it's and it's why it's important to get terminology right. And and I know we talk about this a little bit later on. Yes. Um, but the whole notion of you know it, it's important to get terminology right. It's important to to engage with the terminology yes. because it's not until you've had those words used as you yes, use as at weapons. you as weapons yeah. and that comes up in a couple of the podcasts yes, we'll be talking about um, that you'll realise how important words are but then if, if John Oliver's explanation was too much and too comedic for you I yes. think it's much easier from an actual podcast um, out of the mouths of babes a seven year old explains it for us so much better yes well transgender is when for example your kid is born and you think it's a boy but it feels like a girl. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well said. Thank you. And, and that's a podcast we're going to talk about in just a moment. It's a wonderful podcast. Well, we just to... start with that one. Let's just start with okay, that one. Okay, let's start with that one. Okay, so that is from a, uh, a clip from a podcast called How to Be a Girl. Yes. Um, and the particular episode is, and I've got, I uh, didn't write it down in front it's of me. It's episode seven, I believe. Yeah, it I think was. it's their, their season two. They're, they're oh, just okay. started up with their season two. Um, the, ho- the host of the show is this mother who goes by the pseudonym Marlo Mack. Mm-hmm. And she is raising a transgender daughter. Yes. So um, she's a single mom of a seven-year-old girl with a penis, as she likes to say. <laughs> and it's their journey. It's what they have experienced and the data that they can't find and the support they can't find mm. and then the support they do find. And it, so she says when when her son, and she puts that in quotes, started saying that he was a she, she just went out and look, looking for information for some numbers and some mm. support. And the numbers are really scary of mm. what she was finding. And I think we just have a little clip. That was the clip of um, of Marlo's daughter. Yes. And I think we have another clip about um, some of the data that Marlo was finding around transgender children. It's okay, I reassured all of us. 80% chance it's just a phase. And while I was busy reassuring myself, I was also ignoring and questioning my child. When she insisted she wasn't a boy, I doubted her and pushed back for a long and awful year, telling her she must have it wrong. It hurt her. It hurt us. I'm still feeling bad about that year. So don't try to convince your kid that your kid has to be the gender they were born as, because that's not letting them be themselves. But it turns out that the 80% number is questionable at best. It turns out that even when the research behind numbers like this isn't really reliable, they can still get quoted over and over again, even by the experts. Mm. Oh, and so she goes on to explain that this 80% number that she's quoting, what happens is that, so there are trans children who go into a study, and then at some point... Uh, a lot of the children will leave the study and then the researchers will say, oh, well, they left, so they're cured. Yeah, and... and Which is just, it's... And it was, and it was, and it was, and it was dangerously close to to, and I think they actually point this out in the show. It's dangerously yeah. close to those, um, like those gay conversion kind oh, of therapy groups. Yeah, and and there's a particular yeah. group that got shut down that yes. are not no longer accepting, no longer, and I'm saying this with air quotes, but you can't yeah. see that, uh, no longer accepting, you mm. know, new participants. Which and it was basically like a gay conversion, you know, yeah. cult. 
Yikes. Yeah, yeah. One of the interesting But sorry, studies, but it also yeah. highlights uh, just how little information there is oh, out there. absolutely. Um, and how, you know, and, and I think one of the great things about that show is that it mm. sort of deals with, look, as, as a parent, um, yeah. like, you know, I've got to make these decisions that will potentially affect my child's life. Yeah, is this a phase, you know? You know? And then she goes into this one. But even one- if it's not, and even, you know, you accept from a very early age. Yes. Okay, right. My my child uh, is not uh, the you know is 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 not actually going through a phase. Yes, and I make a decision based on that. Yes, um, how does am I doing the right thing then? Yeah, by, of by support, am I, is it better to support or or to or try to it? you know move you know, the, you know encourage them in a different way? What will, you know, is it better for their socialization? You yeah. know, is it better for their, what their survival in high school? Teen, you exactly, know, it's you know, hard. Because I mean, you know that, that that tension between wanting to protect your child, of course, from the harsh huge. realities of the world. But actually, support who they really are at the that's same time. That's right. That's right. And I think that's why this is one of my uh, one of the most fascinating podcasts we listen to yeah. in the show to date. But also uh, one of it's the most heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. Yeah. It is heartbreaking because it's the the child in this, the daughter in this, is so mm. insightful. Yeah. And so just plugged in, and you just think to yourself, how could anybody, you know, make fun of this kid? And you know it happens. You mm. know this kid's going to get bullied at oh, some look, point. Oh look, you know, you go to school and p- kids I mean, will make fun of you for anything. Anything, you know. Like, and you can imagine, look. My, my last name is Grace. You can imagine I got, you know, what a, a group of uh, school kids did with that. Yeah. And my first name is Richard. Yeah. So you can imagine, yeah. you know, what I got what, what got done with that. And then you throw something like this in there. Exactly. You know, it's hard enough being a teenager without, you, you know. know. <laughs> it's rough. It's yeah. rough. But if it's a really, I thought that particular show was a really good sort of uh, dipping your toe into not only the impact that, um, Realizing what you know, one's transgender. Whoops, just Oops. hit the mic really hard. Uh, identity <laughs> and but the impact it has on a family. Yeah, yeah. really, really, and just good on this mom for you yeah. know putting it out there. And I have to say, the the child is never named. Yes. Um, and the uh, mother's name is a pseudonym, yeah. so that she can decide. The child can decide later if they want to put the if they want to put their identity out there mm-hmm. or hold it back. So it's not like this mother is just exploiting this. No. So it's not that kind of situation at all. And no, I, think I just I, you know I listened to a couple of other episodes of this, and it's ah. Oh, and but the really so important good. thing, and this emerges from one of the other ones we talk about as well, the having those stories out there mm. is such an important thing for people who are trying to work this out in their own heads yeah. as well, knowing, uh, and and I think it's, yeah, it's one of the other ones where they sort of talk about, and it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's anxiety or depression or, yeah. or whatever you're going through, yeah. knowing somebody else has a story to tell as well. Absolutely. Uh, really helps. Yeah. Really helps. Well, like, one, of the, yeah. one of the other um, shows we listen to um, is um, Mental Illness Happy Hour. Mm. And episode 134, they had a listener, uh, Pigeon, who came in. Now, uh, the host, uh, Paul Gilmartin, he always says this is the show is not a doctor's office, more like a waiting room that doesn't suck, <laughs> which I really like the way that he describes that. So they talk about all sorts of issues around uh, anxiety and depression mm. and being healthy. And it's a very open, frank discussion around uh, people's mental states, positive, negative, mm. whatever it is. Um, and so Pigeon came on and spoke about, oh, her? Uh, I think oh and 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 I think no I think I think uh, she she was uh, assigned uh, she was she was born um, uh, as a girl and this is uh, and I have to say no, reason, I know I'm going to screw this up the reason and I, I apologize the, the reason I remember this is yes. because she said uh, he said rather that um, 
when uh, and, and, and has a very feminine voice on the podcast, but made a point of saying at the very start of the podcast that I, when I get nervous, my voice reverts to this because right. I'm, I'm not as aware of myself as, as I, you know, as I am and I'm not, you know, and, and, but it's also talking about those things, about consciously having to present that. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, it's, it's tricky. And, and, and I actually really like, the, I, could, I could say while you're looking for that, I want to say that this is one of my favorite um, podcasts that we've done here, apart from the, the, the devastating um, uh, beauty of, of um, how to be a girl. But, um, the mental is happy hour. I like it because one, I like the long form interview as, right. as, as a type of podcast, and that's the that's the format of this um, show. Is that it? It is. It's one person two, sitting down yeah, with physically the host. female, but it's identified as male. Yes. Um, but uh, I apologize, Pigeon. And but but I actually one of those. But, but it's interesting because because Pigeon does talk a lot about being gender fluid and pansexual yes. as well. Yes. And and touches on areas that that. You, you don't necessarily touch on in the other podcast that we listen to yes. uh, for this show. And yes. and it, it does actually show. And, and, and that conversation that we just had uh, shows that the language around this yeah. is not only important, but it's 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 tricky and, and often, you know, and it really is, as John Oliver said, it's not what uh, there is no correct way necessarily. No. It's no. whatever the person wants. wants to be identified as. And I think they come you into know? that um, in this episode. And um, the host, Paul, was talking about how he'd gotten it wrong and he'd yeah. used some terminology that was wrong and was offensive to uh, the transgender community and was called up on it. The listeners yes. uh, wrote in and said, look, that's not a term. I and think he was, wasn't aware. And he wasn't aware. Yeah. And so he's like, you know, I apologize for it. And I, I just I didn't know that was a wrong term and it was an offensive term and I won't use it anymore. And it was really and cool. And that's it, what it comes back to yeah. is if you if you if you fuck up, yeah. you know, fess up and go, look, I'm sorry I didn't know, I won't use yeah. it again. And, and it's the, the same thing. with calling somebody he and or she or whatever they want. Ask. And we've just undoubtedly ask. got it wrong in this episode at oh, some stage. God, I hope not. I'm going to try really hard. I've been trying really hard. <laughs> Me too. Um, I've, been, I've been listening to these podcasts all week, so uh, the, the, the the language is very ingrained at this Absolutely. point. Absolutely. Then again, it, it's not something that we discuss every day. No. So no, it of is difficult not. to sort of walk into it, put on this hat, and pretend that we are experts on this. Hell no. We're all learning. To a handful of podcasts. But we did do a lot of learning out of that. But yeah. But God, I learned so much this week. Absolutely, we did. But I, I definitely recommend that particular episode. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that Pigeon oh, brought this. up yeah. brought up was yeah. there were these YouTube. There's this YouTube channel called I had it to My Notes too. Is it uh, Gender Queer Chat? And they talk. They bring up a question a week, and they discuss anything, and it's very yeah. open, and they're fantastic. And think about the, that as a resource for somebody who's coming up, questioning their gender identity, questioning their sexuality, having somebody having a frank discussion available at any time for them to go. Wow, I'm not the only one who feels that way. I think Pigeon actually said that that very thing we were talking yeah. about before—the idea that oh, that person's got the same experiences or similar experiences. To All of me. a sudden, I'm not so alienated. And you can see them. You can see them talking. Yeah, there. it's on YouTube, yeah. so it's accessible. Yeah. It's exactly. free. Exactly. You don't have to go into your. It's not like you know. Not those days. You don't have to go into your library and sort of go. Um, do you have any books about yeah. transgender? Or, you yeah. Know, oh, totally. To sort of out yourself to somebody else. You, you can you can do the in research independently. Absolutely. While you're while you're working that yourself. Yeah. You know? Well, I was a before I was at the the role that I'm at now in libraries. Mm. I was a young adult librarian for a few years, and mm. I the area that I worked in, I was really. Um, adamant about having things about uh, gender identity and sexuality yes. and and specifically about female sexuality um, because women don't see other women's bodies. We have this weird sort of, you know, like guys changing rooms and you guys, you know, 
pee in front of each other all the time. I Women don't. don't I do, refuse to. Use I don't the blame you. I don't I blame just, you. It seems very like sort we, of. We've had indoor plumbing for let's, centuries. Let's now. move past just, the trough. Yeah. But women don't do that. So the only exposure we have it, when it comes to uh, female nudity, it tends to be in porn, and that's yeah. a very small subset of uh, our culture. In fact, actually, listen to that mental illness happy hour episode. Yeah. Because the first five minutes yes. or so is 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 Paul Gilmartin reading out a letter he got yes. from a listener on that very topic. Absolutely. Uh, about Absolutely. celebrating her own anatomy. Yes. Given that she'd she'd been uh, her whole life she'd been taught to perceive it in one way. Absolutely. And then how she celebrates it now. Yeah. And it, that's right a, that's a really on. Yeah. You know. So that's a really actually it's a really uh, pertinent uh, point. A really Ab- salient point. Salient point. Mm. So mental illness happen hour is a great it's one of the podcasts that I can't listen to a lot of. I cannot binge on it. I get no. a little too. It's a. It's. It can be overwhelming. Well, I mean, if there's stuff like I mean, we 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 we've both done therapy thing. Yeah. And so it's kind of hard to sort of go and do. Yeah. Listen, yeah. listen to somebody oh, else's therapy uh, session. Yeah, you know? absolutely. But this episode's really good, and and Pigeon is very open with with uh you know his experience and what happened and you know where they are and where they where he's trying to go and so just it's fantastic it's fantastic yeah. i love it no i, I really i love it i, I love really, it i really love enjoyed it. that particular podcast. yeah now sorry i'm jumping through the notes so you'll have to pardon while i pause for just a second um invisibilia mm, which contra- we were talking a bit about npr mm, earlier controversial controversial episode so earlier this year they ran an episode now invisibilia is is a great show that talks their whole idea is that they talk about as they say invisible forces that shape human behavior mm. um and they did one about page which like midi chlorians yeah, yeah yeah oh wow mm. Nice pull. Um, so, Paige is not your typical trans person. No. Uh, Paige flips back and forth between identifying male and identifying female. Sometimes mid-conversation. Yeah, literally, mm. in the middle of the interview, all of a sudden, like, Paige will kind of- I need a minute. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of shut down, like, because- I think at the beginning of the interview uh, was in sort of female mode, and I think that's mm. the terminology that's, that they use. They use they, flipping in female mode and male exactly, mode. Exactly, yeah. in this one, and then went into male mode, and you could hear the shift in, I think at that stage we'll call him his voice, sounded much more and, male. And, and when uh, he was in male mode, yes. uh, was, was far more reticent to answer questions, yeah. was, was more reserved yeah. uh, and, and very, uh, you know, it, it, it became a much more difficult interview. Yeah. And I thought, I mean, that that alone makes this a fascinating episode. Absolutely. And but, it's it's well, well worth pointing out, this is not a typical transgender experience. No. This is a very specific subset. Um, and they were calling it bi-gender. Mm. Rather than you know being transgender, this is a bi-gender person, and that's the terminology they were using. Um, and the we're doing, but Paige was not the only person who experiences this. There were other people who were who are, are in this uh, gender state, um, and I think we have a bit of a clip around some of the research they've been doing around that. Test these people when they were in their different states, they had different abilities. Oh, wow. So, like when they were men, they performed wow. more as men, and when they were women, they performed more as women. Whoa. Yeah. We did see some uh, differences between gender states that were intriguing, um, but not conclusive. Anyway, here's the point there's some evidence that the shifts these people say that they are experiencing could. Be real. 
Which brings us back to Paige. You know, I wake up in the morning, I'm like, am I male? Am I female? I wanted to talk to her about what it was like to move in this way between categories. And it's a really interesting interview by yeah, itself. Yeah, it is. But the the story doesn't necessarily end there, no. though, as we'll talk about. Yeah. Um, but the interview itself is interesting, and, and I, I found it uh, an interesting comparison to the one that we just spoke about, which we didn't pull a clip from. But Yeah, um, sorry, we're out of time. Yeah, but <laughs> pa- page, pa- uh, uh, Pigeon's story yes. uh, was distinct and, and the reason I liked it so much one it was a long form interview so you had a chance to get she had a, uh, he had a chance to get comfortable yes uh, with the interviewer yes um, but also there's a lot of levity to it yes they, they didn't mind, yes they didn't mind joking with each other yeah throughout the interview and taking those those things that we've sort of danced around the terminology the the yeah. the, 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 the politics of it yeah and just just, just really taking the piss out of it. Absolutely, and 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 I think and I think this is really important to say now because it's something that that we've we've said a lot this week when we're coming prepping the show. It's like, yeah. well, yeah, we get hung up on it, but is is kind of you know worrying so much about the language is right. that stopping the conversation? Yes, I, you know? I think so. I think that, I and, think you're abs- that's absolutely you're right on the money and, there. And, and this this episode is an interesting example of it. So let's just sort of uh, talk about why. Oh, because so this episode it went on for. It, they did the research around this episode and did the interviews mm. and it didn't come out for a while afterwards. Mm. But in the meantime, the, uh, the uh, uh, page had then come out in some of the uh, gay and alternative press mm. saying slamming NPR because they used what, and this is a term I hadn't known before, um, uh, a dead name. Mm. So this was the previous the the name that Paige had used previous to her yeah. trans and see I can't even say her because yeah. she was by gender so um, before yeah. that they had come out as and, being and by gender and I'm reading that now saying offensive language such as born as a boy I believe I used that term before whereas yeah. the accepted phrase is assigned male at birth yes and yeah. and that's yeah. again that comes back to the reason that is the term is because um it is it is a choice and sometimes yeah. that's because there are people who uh, um the i in the um lgbtqi yeah. is for intersex yes. and i've just lost my monitor um <laughs> it's for intersex which is and i've got it back Yay. um is for people who are born with uh both uh, yes. sex organs yeah. and somebody usually a doctor makes yep, it makes, makes a decision, decision um earlier in their life and what a decision they have to make can there. you imagine yeah. i can't even imagine you know as a parent let alone a doctor let alone you know the person who that happens to you know yeah. dealing with that later in life how that Jesus, that must be, mm. you know. Yeah, so that's why that term is, is really important, assigned male at birth or yes. assigned female at birth. Yes. And we've both used the, you know, yeah. the, oh, the alternative absolutely. there as well. But um, but we're yeah. doing what we can and we will do better when we know better. <laughs> so we'll stop apologizing. We'll yes. on No more apologies. We're um, going to do the best we can and, and call us up on it if we fuck up. But so. the reason we mention it now is because this is obviously something that happened on NPR who were trying to do the right thing. Absolutely. And clearly NPR is, is an organization that uh, exercises all due diligence when they can. They pride themselves on that mm. big time. Mm. I mean, we talked about in a previous episode the uh, Mike Daisy controversy that happened at, at yeah. This American Life. That's right. And how that all happened. And they were very up front about where they fell down yep. and so they really right. do yeah go see i think it's episode 13 controversy yeah, controversy controversy mm. um no 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 don't do that prince oh ooh, sorry <laughs> right back in um 
so whilst I can understand that um, that getting offended and getting you know that Paige took issue with this and has mm. every right to has every right to call them up on it and say hey this isn't right I don't feel comfortable with this yeah every right to do that I, yeah I agree I think there is a point where we have to say we tried yeah. and we fucked up and NPR said look we we did try to sort this out and th- they are being um, so they tried to sort it out but it just didn't quite come yeah. to the way that Paige was happy with. And which is why I brought up the thing before. It's like if NPR are trying their darndest yeah. and they get it wrong and they hope do the rest e- of us have? either rightfully or wrongfully accused of being offensive. Yeah. Does that and, and while it's great and while I, as I've everything I've said is acknowledge the fact that yeah we need to get language right. Yeah. Does and 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 not saying getting pedantic on it because we've established that words have incredible weight and incredible meaning. Absolutely. But you don't want to risk shutting down the conversation either. So I think what what we're looking for then is a common language. Yeah. uh, Where people can can, can discuss these issues in an open forum where people can be accepting of it. Yep. And because I think really what it comes down to is just people not getting it. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I think, and that's like, uh, uh, you know, the, the old adage is like people people fear what they don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and most, most anger and hatred comes from that fear. Yeah. You're sounding a little bit like Yoda. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but really, that's what it comes down get, to. So I, when, once you start with the simplicity yeah. of, of language, and language is really complex and beautiful, but once you start with something as simple as let's have common ground. Yeah. Whether it's in our case, putting two microphones in front of us yep. and, and some show notes and saying yeah. this is our common ground. Yeah. You've got to find something, yeah. you know, and that's that's where these things start. And so I hope that all these things that we're talking about yeah. are actually opening that, not not us personally, no. but all of these these conversations that are happening are creating this new kind of ground, not just in transgender issues, but, no. in, but in all, all different, issues that people yeah. have trouble coming yeah, to terms just, with, you know. And it was nice to see such a wide variety of oh, this one's shows yeah. covering this and from such different angles, you mm. know. I mean, we've been talking about some pretty serious stuff up to this stage, you know. Here we're talking, you know, we were talking about a child and a mother and like going through this, you know, experience and people, you know, personal experiences and the controversy around the NPR one. Um, There's another one that we've pulled here, uh, Stuff Mom Never Told You, which is a great, again, great show. Um, Kristen and Caroline, who run, who do this show, all kinds of topics. And they did one about portrayal of uh, transgender people in TV and a little bit of movies, too. Um so these guys, they go through sort of the history of uh, transgender portrayal in shows from the 70s and 80s. Uh, talked about um, Mrs. Magical from Tales of the City, which oh, wow. I loved those books. They were so good. And I'd forgotten about the world according to Garp. Of completely. Course. John Lithgow. Yeah. You know, and that. But one of the things I thought was really interesting is that there was this uh transgender uh portrayals tended to be uh, yep. bad people they were deceptive they were evil they were the they were hookers they were you know the the villain or or, or someone trying to lead a straight man astray yeah. or the butt of a joke yeah. or something like a that a butt of a yeah. joke yeah absolutely yeah. um but we have a clip here from they were talking about a particular episode from the Jeffersons for the Jeffersons <laughs> moving on up from 1977 back to to a 1977 episode of the Jeffersons, for instance, they featured a, an actually sympathetic trans woman character whom George Jefferson was in the Navy with. And, and it actually portrays this woman as 
you know, like I said, a sympathetic character, someone who's not to be pitied or feared. Yeah, and and certainly this character of Edie who comes on one show is still used a little bit to get laughs. I mean, The Jeffersons is a comedy. It's used to propel uh, George Jefferson's plotline in the show. But all of the blog analyses that I read about this episode praise it overall, saying that, hey, in 1977, this was a pretty big deal. And it's actually really funny that that particular yeah. one came up because we were talking about um, talk salad and scrambled eggs last week. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Which is the Kevin Smith and I, Mike Mira, I think his name is, yep. the guy from um, Nerd. It's their podcast on Frasier. Yes. And their first episode of that, episode zero, is a potted history of sitcoms. And they talk specifically about um, – those though that era of sitcoms, yeah, and how things, and I think they mentioned that Jefferson's episode specifically, really, and they mentioned, um, you know, Maud and, and oh, how, God, and how progressive Maud. a lot of those shows yeah. were. And you really don't give them credit for it. No, you know? no, we kind of think of them as it's like political correctness started in 1993, right? You know, and it's. But no, the it's Jeffersons, not the, it's not the case. you know, yeah. as much as the Jeffersons, like you go back and watch it and some of the, oh my God, you, you really do roll your eyes at a lot yeah. of things. I've recently oh. watched a couple episodes, but it, it, when you think about that and you think there were gay characters on that, on that show back mm. in the day and there were, you know, mixed race couples, even though, mm. you know, and that was huge in 1977. That yeah. was a really big deal. Um, and portrayals of these are so important because a lot of time, this is the only interaction that many people will have with someone that they know is transgender. It's the same same uh, conversation we're having before. It's like yeah. you can see somebody else who's having a trans experience, you know, whether it's on popular media or yeah. whether it's in a podcast or whatever. Yeah, it's it's identifiable. It's in fact, uh, I was giving a presentation this morning where I was talking about G Willow Wilson. Yeah, uh, talking about and she wrote um, comic book Ms Marvel, Ms. Marvel. with a shape shifting yeah. um, Muslim character. Yes, but she was talking about the importance of of recognizing your voice being heard in yes. in, 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 in stories. Yeah, and in popular absolutely. Thing. And, and that's what this comes down to. Yeah. yeah. I remember having a conversation with a friend of mine um, who is black, mm. and we were talking about a book, and I, she, and I said, you know, whenever I start reading a book and there's a female protagonist, until I'm told otherwise, I assume that that person is white. Yeah. And I said to her, I said, what what what's your assumption when you you know when you mm. start reading a book? What do you assume? she assumed the person's white? Mm. And I said that is really odd, you know. So mm. I mean, then that was just her experience. Um, but yeah, if you don't, but also, you know, probably most of us have met somebody who is transgender. I would venture to say, mm. or, or is from Boston, or is from Boston, mm. one of the two, or maybe a bit of both. But to have someone in. Having those people in popular culture, having yeah. those portrayals in pop, sorry, those people, that sounded terrible. Having those portrayals in popular culture where you can see, you know that that person's transgender and they're yeah. theoretically, hopefully, just like everybody else and have, a, you know, not just, that isn't the totality of their uh, personhood is the fact that they're trans. Yeah. You know, they're funny it, or they're a wife or they're a, you know, waitress it, or whatever. And it extends beyond that because it, it's to, to, to every minority group, to, ev- oh, to, a, to every gotcha. group that's not yep. being represented. Yep. Absolutely. You know, it, it's, it's making the break between tokenism, yeah. uh, stereotype. Well, actually, you know, it, it, it seems to, to, to run the gamut of like, you know, betrayals start with, with stereotypes, yeah. go to tokenism, yeah. and eventually just become, okay, well, you've got a character who happens to be- Who has a job and a partner who, and a, yeah. you know- a- they're, going, they're going to a diner and the person who runs the diner happens to be black and trans. Yeah, you know, exactly. And that just exactly. happens to be the character yep. in the show. 
you know. So they go through a lot of the history. So this stuff, stuff mom never told you episode. Um, they do go through a lot of the history of uh, transgender portrayals in mm. popular culture, and then they uh, they bring on Raquel Willis, who is a trans activist and writer, to discuss some of the issues about you know mm. we mentioned um, cross dressing, cross dressing as opposed to being trans yes. as a punchline. And how transgender characters were only used as a prop, not as yeah. a fully fleshed out human being. And so they mention um, RuPaul a bit. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. And I think we have a quote here from Raquel talking about the term tranny. Yes. Yeah. The point that there are plenty of trans people who have reclaimed the the word tranny, right? It, and I liken it to the N word. There are a lot of Black people who have reclaimed the N word. And that's fine. Let people self-define as they will. But when you aren't in that marginalized community, it's not your place to take that mantle on for yourself. Woo! I want to. Can we put all of that on a pillow? I want to stitch your entire answer on a pillow. I love it. We are <laughs> yeah. exactly, exactly. It's not. It's not up to you to make that definition and that decision. Mm. It's. It's up to the person. Absolutely. You know? So yeah, but they do give uh, RuPaul a bit of. Uh, flack. I wouldn't say that. Uh, let, let me just let me rephrase that. Uh, Raquel is a bit critical of of uh, RuPaul, saying that Raquel RuPaul. So I get my names mm. all right here. Is is not trans. Is a performer and yeah. is you know dresses in drag, and that's a completely different thing because yeah. RuPaul goes home at the end of the day, takes off you know all the makeup and the mm. hair, and dresses in in men's clothing, identifies outwardly as male, yes, and that the female aspect is part of the performance, and that is a completely different thing. Yeah. So and so and that that also brings in language a lot too when yeah. they're talking about misogyny within. Uh, oh man! That as well. yeah. and that's a whole other conversation. That's a whole other conversation. But they, they do touch. They on touch that, on that in this episode. Well. Yeah. yeah, really interesting. So. so the stuff mom never told you, girls, go into pretty deeply, but that with Raquel. The, that episode obviously touched with me because being a bit of a pop culture junkie myself, yeah, same. I, I, I really liked it. And also just reminiscing on all these episodes I know, and movies that going back like, I know, yeah. that's why I was like, oh my God, yeah. this is magical. From <laughs> <laughs> Tales of the City, that's brilliant. I love it. Oh, so we we did learn. We both learned tons this oh, week. God. I know. I learned. I learned a million things. Um, and so we might come down to the stuff we learned this week. I'm learning. I learned whole bunches of stuff. So much stuff. Um, go for it. I'll start because uh, well, I, I learned a lot this week putting this show together and, and listening to all these show, listening to all these episodes. Mm. I mentioned the term before, pansexual. Yes, uh, which is a term that I'd heard a lot, but I didn't really. That ever, was from the mental illness happy men- hour interview yeah, with Pigeon, episode one thirty four. If you're looking 134. for one thirty four, and you know it was a term I'd heard a lot, and I thought I had a, a grasp of the definition. Yeah, I thought yeah. I knew what it meant, uh, but they give a really because one of the things they do in that interview is go through. Yes. And kind of really the same way John Oliver did in his comedic way. Yes. Kind of like clearly defined. Yes. This is what this means. Yes. Now I can understand that you're confused because this means that. And they are even saying, look, the terms are fluid. Of course. And and she language she, changes. And she refers to herself as gender fluid. And yes. And, and oh, sorry, doesn't refer to to, to himself as, as gender fluid. Uh, talks about what it means to be gender fluid. Gender fluid. Yeah. And what it means to Discusses be gender queer. Yes. And and also the term pansexual, which means means that you know not only attracted to men and women, which yes. would be bisexual. Right. Um, 
and but also talks about being attracted specifically yes. to trans men and trans women. Yeah, yeah. And so it was a term that I wasn't familiar with. Which so is, that was a massive, yeah. massive learning thing for me. The other thing, completely taking this away from our, our topic. Yes, um, go for it. was because Comic-Con was on in the last week or so. Comic-Con, and really? We'll, we'll definitely be talking about I heard about. nothing about <laughs> this. <laughs> we'll I don't know where I was. We'll definitely be talking about this <laughs> over from behind the panels, but... Um, I learned, you know, that, that Channing Tatum is just a wonderful man. Oh, uh, if he wasn't adorable before, well, yeah. if he didn't make every woman and, and yeah, well, many I, guys swoon, he now, does now. You'll know this if you've ever been to my site, The Real Bits. I interviewed Channing Tatum a couple of years ago and with, um, with um, Jonah Hill, of course, for 21 Jump Street. Yeah. So it was a really fun interview. Those guys were great. And he always seems like a, a, a you know, a fairly down to earth kind of down to earth personality. Yeah. In, in, in other interviews, I've seen him too. But obviously, the big moment at Comic Con was was ninety something year old Stan Lee coming Bless off stage him. with all the Marvel Bless people, him. getting a Channing Tatum runs over and helps him down the stairs, so. and everybody else is looking in the other direction. To be fair, though. Um, yes, Hugh ja- our, our own our own Hugh, Hugh Jackman, Jackman is a few feet away, and only that he's just not close enough. He's sort of kind of going, "Oh, so you can re- see him trying out, to help, reaching yeah. out," but he he just wasn't close enough. But so, hats off to those guys. Absolutely, I already thought they were wonderful men, and 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 right even on. more so because they helped our Stanley. Our Stanley, fantastic. Who, who I saw uh, talk in Seattle when I was there, yeah, the year and. Was he everything you wanted him to be? He's was he just smart? Like he's still he's like smart as a whip. That smart one, smart as a whip, sharp as a tack. Like yeah, he's, he's ninety. He's he's, he's pushing a hundred at this point. Yeah, well, he's like one hundred and forty-seven. Really, to be yeah, fair, he's, yeah, he's really he's deep into his nineties yeah. at this stage. Uh, I think he's around ninety-three, ninety-four around cool that around that thing. So, but, and he's God. but you know, bless him. You know, he's fit. God bless our Stanley. <laughs> I uh, had to do it. Amy, what have you learned in this I, week? I, besides, like, so much I've learned this week. Mm. Um, the term cisgender, which came mm. up a lot in mm. the a lot of the shows we were listening to. It, it, so, to define the term, it is individuals who match the gender they were born at birth. So, if you're born male, you identify male. So, that's what cisgender means. C-I-S. And it doesn't... Okay. Uh, yeah. So... What I learned is only that this year the term cisgender was added to the Oxford English Dictionary. Interesting. Yeah. So it's we can use it. You can use it in Scrabble. Wow. That's the important part. To that, me. that is, yeah. <laughs> Those longer but words. But it's nice to see. Yeah, exactly. But it is nice to see something getting that, you know, it's it's a legitimacy that we talked about the language and using yeah. language and, and it, it lends that level of legitimacy that it didn't have before. You know is, what? I'm, although torque just got added too, so I don't know what to make of that. That is true. That's pretty sad. Meh. So did, meh. Oh, didn't <laughs> that got added too? I don't know if that got added to Oxford. It did get added to. I know torque did. No, Ox- uh, meh did get added to Oxford. Did it? Yeah. But still, I think it's pretty cool that that got added. I think it's very cool there you indeed. Go. And there's a really interesting article. Art, bleh. Amy Duh, stopped being yeah. able to work her words. Uh, Bitch Media had Amy a- Amy put word in show notes. Yeesh. Yeah. There, there's a, a link to an article uh, from Bitch Media around that occurrence and why it's important. Yay. So I learned that and I learned the actual definition of cisgender, which I, like you said, like with pansexual, you'd heard it before, but you weren't totally clear on what it meant. And so, But now yeah. I can use it in a sentence if it comes up in Spelling Bee. I was going to say, <laughs> and they're starting that Spelling Bee show here. Oh. Which, you know, there's I, no culture for that here, is there? I mean, no. in the States, there's a huge culture of Spelling Bee-ness. I just turned my phone off. Aww. Um, I don't know how I did Poor that. Poor Tad. Poor sad um, phone. I, I think it just spontaneously turned itself off. I'm That's not quite sure all right. how that happened. Uh, but the other thing I will mention is um, that uh, that I've lost my train of thought completely. But no, I, I, the other thing I thought of just then <laughs> talking about choo. this 
We've spoken about language so much. I dare say that I think we should do uh, a language and words uh, oh, special. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd future. be really cool. I could be down for that. Uh, but until then, yes. Uh, from myself, uh, you, me, that's, that's Amy, Amy Barker. Barker, and the geek actually, Tammy. I want to thank you once again for joining us here in the Pillow Fort. We do hope you find some interesting podcasts to listen to and learned a lot. Learned a few things. God knows I did this I, week. I certainly learned a lot of things this week. Um, I we, hope we really did this subject a bit of justice. Because, I think so too. You know, put yeah. it, putting it out there. It's been a big week. It's been it's been a long. It's been it's been a big week for the trans community. Yes, and it's been uh, and there's lots more to come. Yeah, absolutely. So we're very excited. If you want to join the conversation, you can yeah. follow us on Pillow. Fort. Call us up what we screwed up on, please. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, hit us up on um, at Pillow Fortcast on Twitter, or or, or abuse um, David at Geek Actually. <laughs> uh, if you want to abuse, He's sitting right here. If you want to abuse the network, don't worry. He has no more money than we do. So if you're trying to <laughs> sue us or milk us, it's 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 not going to happen. Yeah. Um, and don't forget to review the show and leave us lots of stars by going and looking us up on iTunes. Yes, please. Uh, we'd love that. Leave us, and if you leave a, leave a review. Um, we'll read it out on the show. Yeah, so that'd be go. cool. But Thanks. if you want any more information, we've mentioned it a few times, go head over to podcastpillowfort.com and you'll find all the show notes over there. So yep. links to all the shows, all those things we've mentioned. Yep. Uh, it's it's also got our uh, ever-growing uh, podcast network list. Yes, and if we're missing any, well. please let us know. Absolutely, and a few of you have. So thank you for that. Thank you. Uh, so until next week, we hope to see you here next time in the podcast, Pillow Fort. Pillow Fort.